this is Randy Schultz, and uh, welcome to another episode of A Bird Hunter's Thoughts, Turn Them Loose, a podcast about bird dogs and bird hunting. I'd like to remind you that you can go to abirdhunterthoughts.com. It's my landing page. Uh, on the right-hand side, you'll see a list of sponsors, and I encourage you to go ahead and click on those and, and take a look at them, and uh, you'll find some pretty useful stuff over there. Also, don't forget that you can click on the link to my book, Endless October. You can buy it off of Amazon, or you can send me an email at endlessoctoberbook at gmail.com, and I'll arrange to get you an autographed copy. So let's go ahead and get started. Well, hello, folks. Today I'm going to take us back to South Dakota. We'll be hunting prairie chickens, sharp-tailed grouse, and the uh, king of the ditch, the pheasants. Uh, pheasant season wasn't open last uh, time we were there a couple weeks ago, and uh, consequently we were kind of by ourselves out on the prairie, but it got real crowded there for a week or two, and now I'm back, and got some friends meeting me there and uh, we'll get a chance to talk to them. One of them has a uh, Labrador. Uh, Rick has a Labrador. Uh, Gary and his son Tristan will be there. They've got pointers, short hairs, and an English cocker. (laughs) I have hunted behind Buddy a couple of times and uh, that's an experience, and I say that in a good way. I, I would hunt behind Buddy any day of the week. <laughs> I just like watching him. But I'll tell you what, when you hunt behind him, you better be ready. The birds are coming up, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So we will be operating out of uh, Spring Creek Resort, just a little bit north of here. Um, and it's pretty well centrally located. I I like to go down to the grasslands. I like to go east and west and and uh, into the hunter walking areas and then I, up north and, you know, along the river. And uh, there's a lot of public land that way. And, uh, of course, that's what I'm hunting is public land. So it should be uh, should be a fun time. I think we're going to have better weather than I had on my last podcast uh, with the blizzard. It, it will get cold later in the week, though. I think the high of 18, that's the high. 18, uh, I believe a week from today, it's going to be a high of 18, and the good news is the wind's going to only be about 15 miles an hour, so I don't know what the wind chill is, it doesn't matter, it's all going to be cold. So we're going to bundle up and uh, have a good time, and uh, stay with me, and I'll give you some, uh, some updates and some interviews along throughout this trip. So I get to um, south of where we're going, and uh, at about uh, noon, and the guy that I'm going to meet, he's, uh, he's been here a couple hours. He's already finishing up with his first cast, and he has a Labrador, a really nice dog, Gigi, and uh, a little out of shape, but uh, she's a great, great dog. Um, so they... 
they had seen a rooster and a hen in a wetlands area, so we rendezvoused, and I said, well, rather than me kicking around here, let's go on to another place. So we went up to another walk-in area that's been productive over the years, and and we put out, and there's, uh, so you can picture this, there's a road, gravel road, that runs uh, straight. On on the other side of the gravel road is a sunflowers, still standing, unfortunately. And then there's the gravel road. Then there's a grassy strip that's about 100 yards wide and a mile long. Uh, and on the other side of that 100-yard grassy strip is a cornfield. And it is also still standing. So I know there's a lot of birds here because I can see their tracks. And I see evidence of them. But uh, whether or not they're in the grass, you know, in a mild, in a mild uh, winter, in a mild uh, stretch of weather, there's no reason for them to leave the sunflowers, uh, the standing corn or the standing sunflowers. So uh, normally if they've been cut, they'll go out and eat in the corn and the sunflowers in the morning. Mid-morning they'll fly back and, uh, hey, Pearly, mm. mid-morning they'll fly back and... Uh, and get into the grass and loaf and protect themselves from the avian predators. And then uh, about 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, they'll head on out and get some, uh, and head back to feed again, and then finally go into their roosting cover, wherever that is. Typically it's in, in the grass somewhere. So, uh, but this was a, in a mild year, they won't do that. They'll stay where the, you know, if they can get into sunflowers and corn, Standing corn, they've got everything they need. They got food, they got cover, they got loafing cover, so they'll never come out. And in fact, you know, we walked about three quarters of a mile that 100 yard strip of grass and and didn't get anything. So we made the turn, headed back, got on the other side of the corn, and finally, uh, my dog Cap, who's my number one dog, he didn't even warm up. I mean, he didn't even heat up. So I sent him into the corn and uh, let's just see what would happen. And we got to the other end, and we're just kind of basically deciding where we're going to go next. And, you know, finally Rick, my my partner, said, hey, I, I saw a cap in there, and he was pointing and moving and pointing and moving. I said, well, there's a bird in there then. And uh, we uh, didn't even think about it because I called Cap out, and he came to my side, and we're kind of walking back. Truck's in sight and uh, walking through the grass, and bam, up gets a rooster. It's that rooster he was working on, so... I turned around and dropped it, and uh, it hit. It was flying dead away, and you know when you shoot a rooster going dead away, that's their that's their armor back there. That's their back plate. I mean, it's all their muscles and stuff and bone, and it's tough to hit a killing part of the bird. Then, so man, I just it it was it was kind of a long shot, but feathers went everywhere. It hit the ground hard, and I was hoping for the best. And both dogs were on it, a Labrador and Cap, my Brittany. And uh, we got over there, and that Labrador was was running holes in the ground trying to find that bird in the grass. I mean, she was trying so hard, and, you know, I didn't even think anything of it. I was watching her and thinking she's going to come up with a dead bird pretty quick, but she didn't. And then I said, hmm, I haven't seen Cap in a while. It's been about a minute or so. And I grabbed my uh, Alpha and looked, and he was 100 yards out coming back in the corn. And I said, well, well, you know what happened. He came around that corner with that bird in his mouth. And and uh, that's what nine and a half years of of uh, wisdom will get you. A dog that doesn't 
doesn't piddle around. He says, I'm going to get this guy. And he tracked that bird, and uh, it finally died, or he finally caught it, one or the other. When he put it in my hand, it was dead. And um, so we got our first bird, and thanks to him. If he hadn't uh, if he hadn't been Johnny on the spot and trailed that bird out of there, we'd have lost it. Folks, when you're out hunting, you've got to protect your ears. And that's why I wear my ESP America ear attenuators. Um, they're custom molded fit your ears. They are just, uh, they work perfectly. They don't fall out and they protect your ears from everything over 90 decibels, which if you exceed 90 decibels, you're gonna damage that auditory nerve and uh, it's cumulative. It never gets better. So go ahead and do yourself a favor and go to ESPAmerica.com and get yourself some ear attenuators that really work. Okay, I'm standing in a field in uh, South Dakota in a non-disclosed location. Uh, talking to John, I found him out here hunting. And uh, hey, John, how you doing? I'm doing well. Oh, good, good. So, uh, so I saw you had a pointer, uh, so I know you run pointers out here and uh what else you got so we brought on this trip we brought four pointers and one german short here all right one short-tailed dog <laughs> so i see that's good that's, that's a good thing we'll continue so so you've been having any luck today or yeah. since you've been out here well this is my first trip out here so i wasn't really sure what to expect and uh the very first field i think we saw 15 to 20 birds and it was probably one of the most entertaining hour to two hours of my life. So <laughs> I thought that was well, That's saying a lot. <laughs> Hope your wife doesn't hear this. <laughs> but uh, so, so what kind of birds were they? I mean, we, we say birds. We know what we mean. But what, what were you seeing? So I'm still not sure I am good at identifying them. But based on what I understand, sharp tails, I understand there were some prairie chickens in there. I'm just not sure which was which. Yeah, that's common. But that's common, and usually you can see them. Of course, when you're close enough, you can see the coloration. But then you can their wing beats different as well. And then the sharp tails laugh at you when they fly off after you miss them. So that's always that's always fun. I did experience some of the laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did today too. I'll never live that down. Of course, everybody had to be right there. So, how about? Uh, oh, and then we saw a pheasant too. So I guess we saw in one walk uh, we saw pheasant, uh, a shootable rooster. Yep. which is still alive today and uh sharp tails and prairie chickens so that was a that was a good run that was a good run so what made you decide to come to south dakota well now that i'm in the working world i don't get to dedicate as much time to weekend hunts as i used to right. i've heard so, that yeah. <laughs> so i thought the best way uh especially with a newborn baby on the way i thought mm. the best way to get my dog some serious field time was to just block out a week and come up here and see what it was all about yeah yeah that's cool that is really cool well it's been speaking of cool you know it's supposed to be eh, it's supposed to be reasonably cool but no rain we've been rained on all day i'm um, looking at black clouds coming this way again and kind of windy so uh so what kind of gun do you shoot well <clears throat> an older gun that i had is a benelli monte feltro but i've recently jumped over to the side-by-side -side game really um and so I was told that I needed to 
just grab any side by side and see if I liked it before I invested in a good one. Yeah, Holland and Holland's a good one to grab. I just want to grab that one. So, yeah. A little different league than I'm in at this point in my life, but uh -huh. I hope to be there at some point. So, no, I've got a uh, CZ. Uh, it's the Bob White. I mm -hmm. started out with the sharp tail, the, the single trigger, uh, but I dealt with some doubling out of that. I would pull the trigger once and both oh, barrels yeah. would fire. Yeah, yeah. So I, and I also prefer the English stock. Uh, so I switched back to the old G2 Bob White. And I've enjoyed it well, but I have not hit a single bird with it yet. Oh. Oh. Well, well we'll have to fix that. We'll talk to the yeah, CZ engineers that. about yeah. barrel design. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, did you pay a full price or did you get a discounted bent barrel model? Because, you know, they're out there. I feel like they're I may there. have paid full price but got the but received the discounted <laughs> the model. The discounted the model. So what gauge is that? That's a 20. I typically yeah, shoot a 28 yeah. gauge. Um, Do you I, really? I'm a bobwhite hunter. I, I rarely get to hunt any other species. So a 28 is fine for what we do. And, you know, with good dog work and points, you're always in range. And yeah. So. But up here, it's just a totally different ball game altogether. Yeah, it is too. I, I don't know whether I shoot open chokes and uh, I get plenty of opportunities to hit birds. And then uh, I know other guys come up here with full chokes because this is wide open country. But I don't know. I don't know. So, I imagine uh, I imagine the old improved and modified is probably a good choice selection. That's exactly what I've got in there right now. Yeah, yeah, you know, just general stuff. I believe we got a guy getting stuck down here. <laughs> well, we're looking down a two track, and it's been raining, and this is some of that old uh, South Carolina mud has turned into South Carolina snot, and this guy's doing a U-turn on it, and. Yeah, he may get out. He may not. I don't know. We may have to help him out here. But he's making a mess. He's making a mess. Whatever. So, but uh, okay. Well, John, it's good talking with you. And uh, you got anything? Uh, anything you want to add? Anything about South Dakota that you noticed that was pretty unusual? Or no, I I, I don't think anything's been unusual. But I I do think you know all my life i've heard about it and i thought you know why would i leave the state of oklahoma to go hunt something else because we've got good bird numbers but i gotta tell you getting up here and seeing the open country has certainly made it a trip that i know that i will be returning on yeah so it's just been a great experience a lot of land all in one place so <laughs> i i'm used to getting in a vehicle and driving and hunting one section and then moving somewhere else and doing that and you can really hunt a lot of country in one spot here oh yeah yeah, yeah, we're looking. Crap, we're probably looking at 50 sections right here. Hunt most of it. So, well, all right. Well, thanks a lot, folks. Talk to you later. How was it, Matthew? Wonderful. You know, you just said South Carolina mud, right? Huh? Him. When you're in the field hunting, your bird dog does it all. And you really need to get them the best fuel in their body so that they can compete or hunt day after day, eight hours a day, and still be ready to go the next day. That's not an easy thing to do, and I've tried them all. I finally settled on feed from Dr. Tim's and that's uh, drtims.com, D-R-T-I-M-S.com. They have got uh, what I find, find to be the best uh, formula and uh, 
no recalls, and in fact, uh, Dog Food Advisor ranked them as the number one feed. I sh feed the Pursuit brand of Dr. Tim's, and I have had uh, excellent luck with that. The dogs tear it up, wet or dry, and even after uh, being in the field and hunting for uh, 10 to 14 days. So I recommend Dr. Tim's, D-R-T-I-M-S dot com. Give them a look and give them a try. In the morning, we went to a uh, another field that uh, we've seen a lot of birds at, but we decided that rather than go the usual route, we'd change things up a little bit, and we'd uh, actually, uh, well, let me tell you how this happened. We were sort of discussing where to go around this little honey hole when uh, my beeper, my pager went off, and one of my dogs was on point, and we, had, we were still standing there at the truck, and we looked up, and uh, a couple of chickens took off. I go, well, that pretty well settled that. We went in a direction we'd never gone before. Uh, when all was said and done, we harvested five birds, two chickens and three sharptails, and uh, we had continuous hunting action for about three hours. So it was just a great, great cast. Never out of sight of the truck. We're never more than, gosh, I want to say a half mile from the truck. And uh, just, I remember I hunted that little field probably 15 years ago and it was hot and it was just I just wasn't having a good time uh in the field and I think ever since then that's always just colored my judgment as far as you know I really never wanted to go back there even 15 years later when I know things are different so my head knowledge was yeah that probably could be birds there my heart knowledge was you know I had a nasty time there years ago I don't want to go in there well I'm going to encourage you to try take a look at places that you wrote off years and years ago because uh, there's a real good chance there's some birds in there. Anyway, we had a wonderful time. You know, the weather on this trip has gone from uh, about uh, anywhere from 25 to 50 degrees, anywhere from bright and sunny to rain, and uh, it's never been calm. So uh, that's not an issue. <laughs> it's, there's always at least 10 to 15 up to maybe 30 mile an hour winds out here, which is, you know, that's to be expected. So um, one morning, I, it's right now, it's 30 degrees, uh, winds are about 15 miles an hour, and it's kind of a balmy day. And uh, It's amazing how your perspective can change when you're in the nasty weather every day. But... Uh, you know, tonight it, it got down last night to about 25 degrees and uh, froze up the water barrels and stuff, but uh, we got them thawed out and filled up. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, your perspective changes when you get out here, when you think 30 degrees makes you a nice day. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're having a good time, and uh, the weather is a factor, but mainly the wind is uh is the factor i don't know why the birds are holding so tight yesterday and i'm sure weather had to do with it and also uh their feeding but uh, they were scattered out over a oh probably a 50 acre areas in twos and threes and i uh, saw a couple of groups of uh 15 to 20 get up and leave out they're the smart ones the dumb ones hung around and we got points and shots on them so it was a great day and i'm sure the weather influenced that somehow but but anyway, I can't figure it out, but I know that uh, 
I know it was windy and it was cold yesterday, so maybe that had something to do with it. So we took off after uh, in a field that we're coming in from a different direction because of the wind, and uh, we saw a big old covey of chickens take off off a hill and land about a mile away. We're headed over that way, and it's a beautiful day, sunny and cool, and uh, pretty good strong wind out of the east. So uh, we headed out that way, and we've been walking for maybe a half hour or so, and and uh, we passed by a stock dam, and I figured, heck, this would be a great place to to water the dogs, and I was sitting there waiting across the fence. We are sitting there yakking, talking and stuff, and I uh, heard a beep, and I figured, ah, heck, one of the dogs is probably over there in the water. And I heard another beep, and I finally looked down on my uh, on my alpha and noticed that one of my dogs was on point. And I thought, oh, my gosh. So I, I said, hey, Pearl's on point. We looked up there, and sure enough, on the side of the hill, she'd been pointed this whole time. And we went up there, and uh, Ruby got Ruby in there and a couple other dogs in there, and they all started pointing. And we said, all right. Well, we worked and worked and worked and turned them loose, and, and they finally tracked those birds down about another 100 yards down in the flat grass. It was awesome. Both uh, Ruby and Pearl are on point, and a uh, covey of chickens got up, maybe oh, maybe 10 to 15 birds, I don't know. I dropped one and then swung and dropped another, and I went, oh, my gosh, a double one chickens. It was wonderful, and uh, had a blast. Uh-oh, he's not going to make that turn. <laughs> nope, he didn't make the turn. <laughs> I was watching a guy behind me. He didn't realize how icy it was out here. Right now it's snowing and uh, 22 degrees and blowing. And uh, so it's a different kind of day. But we got a good double yesterday. And, uh, you know, it was just, it doesn't happen very often in chickens, but they were holding tight. So today, uh, like I said, it's snowing and 22 degrees and we're headed out to a different area. Going to try and, uh, going to try and trap them. On a day like today, they'll be on a hillside out of the wind and the sunny side. If they can find it, if not, they'll be down in a swale somewhere. Uh, but they're, they're, unlike uh, roosters, which will be down in the thickest stuff you can imagine, down in the bottoms, uh, these chickens will stay up where they can see the predators coming. So that's our plan for the day, and we'll see how that works out. So far, uh, we've been doing pretty good on chickens. It's a banner year for chickens in South Dakota. Whoa, did he reload? Did he shoot again? Yeah. Son of a gun. That's got to be. He took his plug out. <laughs> he said he only had three shots. Uh, I was four. Yeah, we're going to have to penalize him. Yeah. yeah. All right, Matthew. Welcome to a bird hunter's thoughts. Turn them loose. Here we are walking through the prairie out here. we got a little dead time. Oh, man, we've seen about probably 50 chickens here. All over points, by the way, but we just can't get to them in time before they flush. I think he's down in that bottom right there. So what kind of dogs you got, Matthew? I got American Britneys and Pointers. American Britney. Yeah. Not those Frenchies, but Merck. Not those, yeah, Merck. You got MAGA Britneys, man. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Whoa. How many? We just got some birds up. Ruby's on point. Huh? Well, we got dogs on point here. We're gonna have to interrupt this interview at this point because 
Oh my gosh. Is Ruby pointed? Alright. You know, this is about a spot, good spot where they could have come down. You guys aren't going to believe me paint this scene for you. We're in a sea of grass out here. The sun's about 20 degrees above the horizon. It's about 40 degrees, 10 knots of wind, clear blue skies. If you're going to paint a picture of a beautiful day to bird hunt, this is it. And we've got plenty of birds here. So, Matthew, where are you from? I'm from Rockwall, Texas. Texas? Yes, sir. Well, that explains that hat. It does. Yeah. What are you shooting? I'm shooting my Yildiz 20 gauge over and under. A 20 gauge. And that'd be the Lone Star edition. So, I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it sounds. But you're hitting pretty good. I guess we're about all tied for birds this trip we so are far. All up we are knotted up at four apiece. I've got more of a mixed bag, so I don't know if that counts for more, but. Hey, Meadowlark does not count. <laughs> uh, well, I think Pearl just went on point. Right up here, left of the roads here. Yep. Yeah. She's working. Just for those listening, she's about 60 yards away. And that's the story of our hunt so far. Now she's moving again. But I think they're working birds. So. Here's my dog. I don't see, uh, he's behind us. I don't see John. He must be over that ridge. I wonder where he went. He's 337 yards away. That's Tonto. That's Tonto. I think he's pointed over there. You need to hustle on over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's out of luck if he's on point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll come back later. We got some dogs that are heating up pretty good here. Okay. Well, it's the end of the. Uh, it's the end of the hunt, and uh, we are gathered. And uh, having a celebration because John is the Prairie Chicken Champion of 2019. So, uh, John, how many shells were in that gun of yours? Well, enough to win the championship. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did have to reload often. There were plenty of shot opportunities and a little bit of hazing, but really what it boils hazing, down to... No, friendly hazing. <laughs> What it boils down to is some of us are just better shooters than others. Oh, I'm going to have to strike that, John. Now, Matthew, what do you think about that comment? When you have a 10-shell magazine attached to a semi-auto, you're not upland hunting anymore. You belong with the duck hunters. Okay, but anyway, we, uh, we had a it's, good... It's worth clarifying, clarifying. while I'm being you know, politely hazed here, that I still did shoot three of my birds, which was larger than the margin, with a double gun. Okay, okay. Apparently, we've had a pretty good trip. We really did. The dogs did well, and uh, my pearly dog, my just among my string, my little pearly dog did wonderfully. And uh, how'd your dogs do, John? Great. I brought a string of young pups. We definitely had our moments that uh, 
puppies will have. A lot of excitement, a lot of fun, but we ended up shooting a bird over every dog, so I consider it a huge success. So what I thought was really funny today, when you and I were running and I had Pearly and you had Jet on the ground, and uh, so Jet's over there, and, and I don't know whether she's pointing, she's kind of wagging her tail stop, you know, she's kind of getting serious, and I'm thinking, ah, she's after a mouse, you know. So I pull Pearl off, we start heading the other way, just as the covey of sharps gets up. And, uh, and you drop one, you drop a leg on another one. We never did find that one. We did find one, and she found the dead bird. So how old is Jet? Jet is a year and a half. Yeah, you ought to be real proud of her. She's a really, really nice dog. So Pearl was seriously upset at that. She, <laughs> <laughs> she came over and pouted for a little while. So Matthew, how about your dogs? Which dog did the best today? Uh, today was probably Cutter. He nailed down a nice covey of sharp tail. How about and, overall uh, on your trip? Overall on my trip, uh, Cutter or Tonto, they both did. They both did great. Um, Banjo did great as well. I was happy with both of my young pups. Uh, Tonto, I know, is an American Brittany. He is. Yeah, and uh, you've been kind of bringing him along, seeing if he'll, you know, make a bird dog. How about the other ones? Uh, Major and Maria, both young dogs that we got from Aaron's Kennels, they both did great for this trip. Uh, really happy with the way Maria handled it. Major can cover some countryside, so thank yeah. the Lord for Garmin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't for Garmin, none of us would be here. I'll guarantee you that. Yeah. I, I run the Alpha. What do you guys run? You got both of them. Alpha, too. Alpha right? and 550 Plus. I've got both of them. Yeah, why are you running both? Of, never mind. I don't want to get into that. How about you, John? Yeah, I run the 550 Plus. Oh, you did? Do you? Yeah. I looked at it. I I don't know. I just stick with the old Alpha. You know, once I learn something, I don't want to go through the trouble to learn something else. But it does look like it's easy to run, and it's simple. So, so Randy, um, uh -oh, the other day, the other day, in the promised land, the field that we call the promised land, which location will remain unnamed. Sits in somewhere. You had a pretty awesome deal happen with Pearly and Ruby. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you talk about that? Oh, the double. The double. The, the shot. double over the girls. It's uh, the shot, all oh, capital. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I've already done it. Really? <laughs> yeah, earlier in the podcast, I imagine. That was it. awesome. It was awesome. That was awesome. That was the moment of the trip. That what I neglected neat. to mention in the podcast earlier about the shot was that it happened to occur right in front of everybody, which was awesome. It did. <laughs> it did. Yeah. Our, dogs got, our dogs got to practice their backing skills while, you, while yours were on the birds and making retrieves. Yeah, that was something that uh, you know only happens once in uh, many moons, so that was great. Okay, well, that wraps up this trip. Uh, for these guys, they're heading back home. I'm gonna, i got another day here, and, uh, and I'll go on and uh, introduce another guy tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk more about it. This is the last day of the trip, heading out um, <clears throat> to an area out west that we hunted the uh, very first day of the trip and found sharps and chickens. I've got uh, a friend of mine from Wyoming and his, his uh, teenage son with me today, and we're going to try to get him into some chickens, uh, we meaning me and my dogs. So um, that's just a beautiful beautiful day it's typical of the weather here it's now 41 it's nine o'clock in the morning it's uh, 41 degrees and it'll get up to about 55 degrees and then tomorrow we are looking at uh, 20 degrees and the next day we're looking at about zero degrees um, so I think tomorrow's a good day to go home <laughs> so <laughs> 
anyway but it's beautiful today beautiful sunshine light winds uh, and I'm going to take advantage of it as best I can so up my first dog up today I'll probably because I've got uh, I'm in this uh, hunter walk-in piece that's uh, pretty wide open I'm going to put my big runners down my males uh, shack and cap and uh, I still think there's probably a law against uh, hunting those two dogs together, but they're so good, it's going to be fun. Uh, I know there's birds in here. It's just a matter of whether they're going to be in the grass or still in the sunflowers out where we hunt. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking also looking forward to getting uh, Tristan, the teenage uh, young teenage boy, into into some birds. I would love to see him knock down a couple of chickens. That'd be wonderful. Anyway, having a blast. Life is good. Thank you, Jesus. And we'll be back with you. I'll let you know how it went. Well, it turns out it got a little warmer than we thought it was going to be. It got up to 70 degrees today, but uh, we did accomplish our mission. On that first field, uh, Tristan and I were hunting together, and uh, Gary was about uh, 50 yards away. Working, we were working our dogs down through the grass and got all the way up to the edge of the sunflowers uh, we're kind of standing on a stock dam up there watching Gary work Tristan and I are kind of standing together and uh, right out of front of our feet a sharp tail got up and I could see the momentary hesitation uh, in Tristan's eyes and I said shoot shoot uh, he put his brought his gun up and shot he missed with the first shot and he let that bird get out of just another couple of heartbeats and uh, he dropped that sharp tail dead. It was just a wonderful time. Uh, the coolest thing about it was that he didn't panic. He missed the first shot. He just, uh, I was watching him. And he was very level-headed. He just let that bird get out a little bit more, and, and he put the hurt down. Dropped it dead, not a wounded bird, a dead bird. We got a good retrieve from one of my dogs. I'm not even sure which one it was now. <clears throat> brought it back up and uh, put it in my hand. I handed it to Tristan, and we had ourselves a little photo shoot right there in the grass. It was just wonderful. His very first wild bird, I got to experience it. it was, uh, it's one of those cool things that only happens once. So um, a little bit further on, we uh, maybe uh, 45 minutes later, uh, another bird got up. Gary dropped it, so we had two birds in the bag, two sharp tails. I was really kind of thinking we're going to run into chickens there. Typically, we run into more prairie chickens, but uh, I suspect that this uh, little piece of public land had been had been uh, hunted the day prior, and that would explain why the birds are scattered out or non-existent. You know, they move out of an area if they get pressure, and and they'll come back in. You know, a couple of days. And, all those birds will be right back in there, but uh, we just happened to hit it after a day that it had been it had been hunted. That's my theory, anyway. Either way, we got a couple of sharp tails out. Saw a couple more. And they were pretty wild, but uh, we finished up. Uh, went from there to uh, took kind of backcountry route through the two tracks. Uh, since it dried out a little bit, we can maneuver a little bit more back in the backcountry roads. Uh, drove for about 45 minutes to another area that uh, 
like old Shelby spot. It's, that's Matthew's wife. She and I, she, she and I hunted there a couple of times now, and uh, it's kind of a really nice little area. So I got, I got there and uh, we pulled up, and I was just my jaw dropped. Uh, the uh, the rancher is perfectly uh, illegal. He went and hayed the whole area. <laughs> it looked like a bowling alley out there. It was. I said, well. You know, the birds could be in there, but they're going to see us coming 200 yards away. We'll never get a shot. So we left out of there and uh, went around the corner to another area that that I had not been into, but Matthew had. He told me about it by some grain bins and uh, a big old uh, probably quarter section of grass, flat as a board, and it was still there. hadn't been hadn't been cut. We got out and. Uh, there were actually other other hunters around, so I was surprised that this 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 field was going to be so good, and it was. There were we probably ran and ran into 20 uh, sharp tails in that field, and the most notable thing about that field, other than the fact that it was 70 degrees, was that my uh, young dog uh, just lost his mind. Uh, he just went nuts. He was having fun. Every bird got up. He chased it as far as he could until it left the country, and then he came back looking for another one. Had that wild-eyed look in his face. <laughs> and uh, I was just having fun for him, because at that point, no amount of training was going to work. No amount of discipline was going to work. I had a puppy that was just having a good time, and I just let him have it. So we'll work on it later. Of note, Kristen uh, knocked another bird down, and and uh, he was he was running over to make his own retrieve, and I said, well, well, wait a minute, let's let the dogs do their thing here. And so I called all these fine retrieving bird dogs in, and even my puppy's a pretty good retriever. And had him hunt dead, had him hunt dead, and I'm looking at the bird. At least I thought I was looking at the bird. I, he was the bird jumped up a couple times, and I knew he was going to be dead. And he was going to be right there, and you know what? We never found him. We never found him. We worked probably 30 minutes trying to find that bird. Expanded the search, went in circles, did all kinds of stuff. And I hate it. I hate leaving a bird in the field. But uh, there's a lesson there. I'm not sure what it is. If it's uh, run over and pick up the bird or get your dogs in to find the bird or what the lesson is. But I certainly hate leaving game in the field. So that happened as well. But we finished the day strong. Saw birds, got shots, uh, had some good dog work earlier in the day, but all in all, it was just a, it was just a good fun day. Well, thanks for listening to Bird Hunter's Thoughts: Turn Them Loose podcast by Randy Schultz about bird hunting around the country. Uh, don't forget about our sponsors, ESP america.com the makers of custom fit noise attenuators and i wear them every day in the field and they're so comfortable uh, half the time i forget to take them out and go to dinner with them in so they are very comfortable they work and uh, i noticed that one time i didn't have them in and somebody shot and it actually hurt my ear these attenuators protect you espamerica.com also um, my book endless october is available on amazon or you can email me at endless october book 
at gmail.com and I'll arrange to get you an autographed copy. Thank you very much for listening and uh, stay tuned for more as we uh, travel through this bird season.